how a bard and a puppy made everyone cry at our table. Tonight, my players faced off against an archfey known as Dysosa the Ascended. She had history with them. In their first encounter, she defeated them, killing the fighter, and sold the rest of them to slavers in hell. The party clawed their way out of the hells and ran back to face her again. She outwitted them and bargained her way out of a fight. They would come to regret this, as it resulted in the bard becoming her servant. He delivered souls to her and did some absolutely heinous acts until he found redemption in service to the goddess of love. He broke his pact and managed to get out of a frankly toxic relationship with the Archfey. Dysosa had other fish to fry and let him hide behind the skirts of the goddess for some time before she would take her pound of flesh. It did not take long. She tricked him into letting his guard down and took him as a mindless servant. The party and their allies came to his rescue. The warlock in the group challenged her to a game of chess, of which she was legendarily good at, in exchange for the bard's safe return. She accepted the challenge with the stipulation that the loser of the match would fight an old enemy of hers. They began the match, and it went poorly for the warlock. The bard prayed to his goddess for aid in the situation. His goddess responded by telling to not kneel before her as a supplicant, but to stand as her champion if he wanted her intervention. He had to demonstrate that he could fulfill her tenets. Create and inspire. Cultivate beauty even in the unlikeliest of places. Embrace companionship. Find love in spite of grief and circumstance. Change is natural. Understand that nothing is forever ugly and broken. He was told to work with his allies and seek what lay within the heart of the Archfey. At this point, it was up to the party to determine what to do with the knowledge they had at their disposal. Out of play, this was meant to be a skill challenge for the party, to remove the mythic and legendary actions from the Archfey before they got into a fight with her. The party got invested in the challenge and talked to the Archfey about what they knew of her history. This included her mortal death, her chase for vengeance, all the people she hurt because of her inability to deal with grief, and how she needed to accept what she'd done and what she'd lost. They rolled above 30 on every check in the entire counter, to include two natural 20s to convince the Archfey to move on. The bard drew a portrait of the Archfey before her transformation, into the terrible thing she'd become. Back when she was a mortal woman serving as a healer in a druid enclave, he showed it to her and said he wasn't good at emotions, but that he knew what misery looked like and how she needed to move forward with her life instead of living the way she had been for so long. For reference, this bard's family had been subjected to curses and cruelty by her for generations, for something one of their ancestors did to her. Of course, this would move the goddess of love to action. How could it not? The drawing came to life, and pulled itself free of the paper to embrace the Archfey. The group's cleric handed a journal over and told the Archfey that her story, however terrible it was, deserved to be remembered. This pushed everything into place, as I made the final check to see if the Archfey could be moved by their actions. I'm happy to say that the Archfey found redemption by the people who deserved to hate her the most. I had been looking forward to running a combat encounter between them and the Archfey for a long time. I created a challenging boss with uniquely themed abilities and mechanics. This had been a fight almost three years in the making, and my players convinced both the Archfey and I to forget the fight. I've never been prouder of my friends. I've never been happier with their in-game decisions. I cannot wait to see what else they have in store for me as we continue to tell this story together. After the heartfelt journey with our bard, you'd expect how can we top this? But our next story, centered around a beloved puppy, is a brilliant move on the DMs that enthralled his players into his campaign with pure emotion. I've only had the time to run a few D&D games so far, but there was one that had a villain that really stood out. His name was Boros, a vampire lord that was trying to extend his domain. And in the early workings of this campaign, I was trying to think of a way to really drive home how evil he really was. 
I didn't just want my players to think he was evil or a bad guy. I wanted to ignite hatred. I wanted them to feel emotion both in-game and out, and that emotion was going to be anguish. Enter the star of this campaign, Little Philip, a brown and black border collie puppy that my players saved from starvation in the first few sessions. Now I know what you're all thinking already. Oh, he kicks the puppy. But bear with me for a moment before you jump to boring conclusions such as that one. Now Little Philip was the pride and joy of my party, which consisted of a paladin, a wizard, a fighter, and a cleric. Race and subclass don't matter for this story, and they went to great lengths to keep him safe. They bought a special room for him in the keep they were staying at, bought him only the most luxurious of food, and took time out of their busy days of adventuring to make sure he never got lonely. They even hired a woman from the keep to stay with him, and had dreams of creating some kind of subspace filled with fields for him to frolic in while staying safe. Anyway, Boros had set his eyes on this keep, and the party didn't like that one bit, as they had spent a good portion of the campaign so far fighting his evil forces, and preventing them from taking over neighboring groups. Now the party was far from being able to face Boros head on, and he knew that, but he wanted to subjugate the lands beneath him instead of simply massacring everyone. With this in mind, he decided to send a message. In the dead of night, he silently broke into the keep, kidnapping a few people that the party knew, including little Philip and his caretaker. He left a message for them. Come to my castle if you wish to see anyone again. I wish to have a chat. The party was enraged, but decided to think things through instead of rushing in blind. This was a powerful vampire lord, after all. The paladin had no intention to chat with something so evil and the cleric was on the same page. The other two agreed as they wanted to get little Philip back at all costs, so they devised a plan. They spent a great deal of the funds they had amassed to purchase equipment to help with their plan, including but not limited to a rope of entanglement, several powerful scrolls, and a mask that made the wearer invisible for a short amount of time. With a plan in their heads and rage in their hearts, they set out to the castle of Boros. They quickly realized that the journey would be much shorter than they anticipated as the forces of evil seemingly opened a path for them to proceed. They arrived at the castle within three days' time, and wasted no time kicking down the front door, and killing whatever meager minions they came across. Eventually they arrived at the top floor, and a grand embellished double door, which they kicked open before I could finish describing how grand it was, and poured into the room. That is, except for the fighter, who had donned the invisibility mask moments prior. They thought that Boros might be able to detect the holy energy of the paladin or cleric, and didn't see as much merit in a surprise spell from the wizard, as opposed to getting the fighter right in his face. What they were greeted with was none other than Lord Boros himself, standing at the center of a huge ballroom, and enjoying a glass of what appeared to be wine. But my players assumed it to be blood. Chained to the wall directly behind him were the people he had kidnapped, as well as little Philip, who whined softly, and wagged his tail upon seeing his friends. Boros greeted the party as the fighter began to sneak forward, rolling surprisingly well given his full plate armor. As Boros gave a speech about his grand plans in Good vs. Evil, which if I'm being honest I'm not sure my players even heard as they were too focused on how to kill this guy as soon as possible, the fighter leapt into action. He threw out the rope of entanglement, which caught Boros by surprise, causing him to fail his saving throw. It was at this point that I described how while the rope successfully tied up Boros, something was off about it. His form didn't seem completely solid, and the rope seemed to delay ever so slightly as it made contact with him. The party immediately came to the conclusion that he was using some kind of dark magic to either shield himself or try to escape. So the fighter used his action surge. He laid into him with his plus one greatsword, rolling a natural 20. They all cheered as his two attacks dished out 37 damage, a pretty big feat for someone who was only level 5. Initiative was then rolled, and wouldn't you know it, Boros rolled a natural 1. The players saw this as divine retribution for kidnapping their beloved companion. 
and some other people, and got ready to lay into him. However, something wasn't right. Boros's form was not only shifting, but it had started to warp and fade away. Everyone then came to the realization that this was an illusion, and the real Boros had to be hiding somewhere in the room. It was then that they heard his voice echo softly throughout the ballroom, and the people chained to the back room were revealed to be illusions as well. Please believe me when I say that I took no pride in doing this. Regardless of what you think of me, I am no monster, but your group has become a thorn in my side that I can no longer ignore. Take this as a warning, and next time you oppose me, the punishment will not be so light. I hope you'll keep this in mind for your days to come, short as they may be. As his voice faded from the ballroom, his illusion finally broke completely. It turned from regal red pants to matted blacks and browns, from silk to fur, and from a deep manly voice to the soft sound of whining. To everyone's horror, they realized that the incredible blow they had just celebrated had struck none other than their little Philip, who was now no more than a bloody pile of fur wrapped in a robe. With his last ounce of strength, the little puppy craned his neck towards the fighter and gently licked his boot, as if to say that he forgave him, drawing his last breath with his tongue still outside his mouth. Some crying and some visibly shaken, they all screamed for the cleric to use revivify, healing magic, something to save their dear friend. Unfortunately for them, they would only find out later that Lord Boros was pursuing lichdom and was collecting souls to achieve this goal, even the soul of a puppy. This achieved my goal better than I could have ever hoped. My players were filled with hatred so great that you would have thought I had killed one of their pets in real life. This became the driving force for what I thought was an enjoyable campaign, but I think anything I run in the future will have a hard time topping the emotion I instilled with little Philip. As a bit of an epilogue, my players ended up beating Lord Boros by the end of the campaign and laid claim to his land and his treasures, which just so happened to have the very thing they wanted most. A ring of three wishes with just one wish left, which I'm sure you already guessed, but they turned down the promises of power, riches, and everything in between to grant a wish that they unanimously agreed on without hesitation. The paladin donned the ring and uttered the final words of the campaign. I wish to resurrect our dearest friend who passed on too soon. Bring little Philip back to us. The DM pulled a John Wick on his players. What are some incredible plot devices that your DM used, or you used on your players to motivate them to save the world, or end it? Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content every Tuesday.